Welcome to True Crime Works, a true crime podcast. This is episode 13, The Sheffield Incest Case. Hey everyone, welcome back to True Crime Works, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and each week we talk about a new topic in true crime. This week, we are going to be talking about the Sheffield incest case. And before we get started, I did want to issue a trigger warning for this case. This case does involve incest and crimes of a sexual nature, so if this is something that you find disturbing, you may want to skip this episode. It may not be for you. So let's just get right into it. We're actually going to start at the end and then go back to the beginning. In 2008, which was pretty recently, a 54-year-old English man was sentenced to 25 concurrent life sentences and required to serve a minimum of 14 and a half years in prison for the repeated rapes of his two daughters over a period of 25 years. The verdict was announced in the Sheffield Crown Court, and this is in England. Sheffield is... A city in England. So that's what this case is named for. The man is actually unnamed because they want to protect the names of the victims in this. Now this man referred to himself as the gaffer and sometimes he was called Mr. X by the court system. So we are just going to call him Mr. X in order to avoid confusion and also protect the identities of the victims. Now, you'll probably also see how he's been called the British Fritzel. And that, of course, is because there are parallels between his case and the case of Joseph Fritzel, who you've probably heard of, is the Austrian man who kept his own daughter hostage in their basement and had several kids with her. And that went on for a very long time. That went on for 24 years, and it was only caught because one of their daughters had to go to the hospital, and that's when everything was found out. But it's an absolutely terrifying case. Mr. X began raping his daughters when they were the ages of 8 and 10, respectively. What's really sad about this case is the reports that Neighbors and those around these people had called the authorities before on suspicions of incest, but they were eventually ignored. This all started in the 1970s, and in order to avoid detection, Mr. X would relocate the family and keep them isolated. He was a very abusive man, and in addition to the incest, he would also do things like smear fake blood on their doors while they were sleeping and threaten them. He said he would kill both of them if they told anyone what he was doing. He was also physically abusive and beat them. The girl's mother and Mr. X's wife left the home years earlier because of the violence that she had to face. And he, of course, was abusive to her also. Most accounts state that the rapes occurred almost every day. 
This did not stop even when the girls were pregnant. This would include five miscarriages, five terminations, and two children dying shortly after they were born. They did have seven children that did survive, however. He did not let them take any kind of birth control pills or contraceptive, and he enforced this in his threatening way with violence, of course. During this time period, the girls did go to school, but despite the pregnancies and the signs of abuse, nothing was done about this. The school officials did see they had facial injuries, but they decided that that was probably just from bullying. The girls did have a brother who was probably also physically abused by their father and was probably absolutely terrified of him. But he did make a police report about the rape and unfortunately no action was taken because it was said to be hearsay and did not hold up in court. And the girls were not able to say anything because they were so scared. Some other family members did report their concerns to the authorities over two decades, but sadly, nothing was done about it. Since the father moved the family around so often, the girls had no opportunities to form close friendships or relationships with teachers or other children's parents or professionals or anything like that. So they were not feeling safe enough to tell anyone what was really going on, which I'm sure he knew. Mr. X would enforce punishments on the girls for refusing sex. If they refused, he would often physically abuse them. He would punch them, kick them, and sometimes burn their eyes and arms. It was said that he took pleasure in this. No doctors or nurses or social workers at the hospitals they went to when they were pregnant launched an investigation as to why they kept getting pregnant or anything like that. One time, one of the daughters had a broken arm from her abuse, but she did her best to conceal it because she was so terrified of what would happen if anyone found out. She legitimately feared for her life. The pregnancies were not easy, and this is something that Mr. X took great pleasure in. He enjoyed other people's pain. One time, a doctor pleaded with one of the daughters not to have any more babies with the same man, but she did not say who the father was. Mr. X told the girls that if they were to tell social services or anything like that, the children would be taken away from them and taken into care. So now the girls were scared for their children's lives as well. Mr. X was also insanely jealous and controlling. He would not let the girls have any male companions or even talk to any males for that matter. He would physically attack the girls if he caught them talking to members of the opposite sex. And this happened right up until their 30s. That's right, their 30s. At one point, the women were so desperate for this all to stop that they offered to pay their father a hundred pounds a month to stop raping them. And this was the money that they got from their child benefit. This would only give them a break for a couple months. 
If the victims would try to end the abuse, Mr. X would threaten to kill not only them, but their children. And he also told them if they were to tell the police, there's no way anyone would believe them. The family was living in abject poverty, and they also had a history of alcohol abuse and domestic violence. But apparently authorities did not consider what could have been happening in the house. What's really sad about this case is all the reports of suspicious behavior, especially about the pregnancies in the girls. It was said that the girls were asked on 23 separate occasions about the paternity of their children by different agencies. But they were so terrified, they, of course, denied that it was their father or a family member or anything like that. And no one opened up an investigation about it or even took DNA tests that could have probably proved what was happening. Now, in June 2008, which really is pretty recently, the girls were finally able to come forward. And when they did that, their father was arrested. When this happened, the judge in the case, Alan Goldack, demanded to know what the professionals had been doing for the last two decades because this had gone undetected for so long and he wanted answers. The girls and their brother suffered terrible physical abuse, but somehow medical professionals and other professionals believe there wasn't enough evidence to prove incest or any sort of other abuse. There were people in the community and family members that came forward, but the agencies did not react to this and did not do anything to get the girls out of the situation. Some of the professionals were said to be scared of Mr. X, and that's why they didn't go forward with any kind of investigation. In that same year, 2008, the family doctor, who did not report any kind of abuse, was suspended by the General Medical Council. The judge did say that in his 40 years of criminal law practice, this was one of the toughest cases he could ever imagine. Mr. X's sister-in-law said that he was motivated in part because he wanted to keep the money that was paid to the girls for the numerous children. The girls would also give their father whiskey and they hoped that he would drink so much that it would eventually lead to his death, but that did not happen. One time the girls called Childline and Childline is a counseling service that's for children under 19 and that's in the United Kingdom and this is where you could report some kind of distress or abuse or if you have some kind of an issue like that and I don't know what they said during that call but Childline was unable to guarantee that their children would not be taken from them and they were terrified of this because that's something their father said would happen so they just hung up the phone and 
really never tried to call them again. So that brings us back to November 2008, where in Sheffield Crown Court, the 54-year-old man, Mr. X, was convicted of the rape of his two daughters over 25 years. And he is currently serving 25 concurrent life sentences, where he is required to serve a minimum of 14 and a half years in prison. His original sentence was life with a minimum of 19 years and six months, but this was overturned on an appeal that ruled it excessive. And he is currently serving his time now. And like I said before, there are no names in this case because it's intended to protect the identities of the victims. And... The victims are the two girls and the son and the seven kids that they had. And the fact that they had seven kids that survived just shows how resilient they are and how amazing that is. And all I can say is I really hope that this family can put away everything that's happened to them somehow and find peace and live a good life. And I cannot even believe that something like this could go on for so long and such a long period of time. And what's really amazing to me is that there were so many chances for something to happen or for them to get help. And there are so many people that said, hey, something's not going on and actually did report it, which is what we're all told to do. But sadly, nothing happened from it. And it's just amazing to me. But all I can say is I truly, sincerely hope that the victims can move on from this somehow. And it they are very resilient and that's been proven. And I really hope that they can find peace from all this. Well, that was the Sheffield incest case. And I really hope you found that interesting. It is just such a tough case. It's so sad on so many levels. And it was really tough to hear and tough to see everything that went on. But like I said before, I really hope that the victims can move on from this and find some kind of peace. Now, I do want to ask a favor. If you could, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. That really helps the show and it helps others find us. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate your support and I appreciate each and every one of you who's listening right now. If you have any ideas for upcoming cases, you could email me, truecrimeworks at gmail.com. And you can also message me on Instagram and follow me on Instagram at True Crime Works. I check that pretty much every day. So we will be back next week with a brand new episode and I look forward to talking to you guys. I hope you look forward to the new episode. All right, I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.